It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Tuesday uh, on this Wednesday morning. Uh, good to be with you through 1170 SEN in Sydney, uh, through 1620 Gold Coast at SENQ693. Daniel Pedigree in the chair. Great to have your company. 1300 01 1170 is our phone number, or you can text 0457 736 736. Plenty to get through over the course of this morning as well. Going to chat to Matty Cox shortly and uh, talk to him about everything that is happening uh, in terms of sport in Melbourne underway a little later on. Uh, finals tomorrow, actually, kicking off tomorrow more uh, tomorrow night. The Swans in action, of course, on Friday. Brisbane Lions uh, throughout the course of the weekend as well. So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, we've got live sport on at the moment as well. Uh, lots of EPL plus the US Open. Actually going to have a chat with Chris Perkins shortly and discuss everything there as well. Plenty happening in terms of the US Open. Serena Williams getting a win yesterday. We also... Uh, had Nick Kyrgios just three sets over Tanasi Kokonaka. So one three hundred oh one eleven seventy the phone number, or you can text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. The hot topic, thanks to Rain, built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. need replacing does your hot water need replacing get one that's steady hot and strong ask your plumber to install a ream today at two minutes past five let's just update you on those epl scores as well happening four games throughout the course of today uh 32 minutes gone between crystal palace and brentford nil all there we've got fulham and brighton nil all after 32 minutes and actually, all the games are nil all. Southampton and Chelsea nil all as well after 17 minutes. And Leeds United, Everton nil all after two minutes. So that's the EPL games. There's heaps coming up tomorrow as well. We'll talk to John more about that tomorrow as well when we do our football chat at two minutes past five. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six on this on this Wednesday morning. Now, uh, lots to get through. Cam Smith, he has defected to live golf. We'll talk about that in a second. But look, I want your thoughts on this first on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And we briefly spoke about it last week when we chatted to Matty Cox about it. But uh, we saw some of the teams, the NRL teams named for the last round of the regular competition. And we were talking last week to Matty Cox about the AFL process, um, the AFL process and having this situation where they have a week off. So they've just had a week off uh, last week and they're all fresh. Now I sort of said, well, they are fresh, but unfortunately you do get to the situation, don't you, where the top teams in the top team may well um, play only 
uh, two games in the space of four weeks. If you have last week off, you win this week, you have next week off, you win, and then you play preliminary final, maybe the grand final. However, after seeing the side Penrith name yesterday, and look, I have no issue with Ivan Cleary resting his players. I think it's a very, very good idea probably to rest the players because they don't want to pick up an injury. The last round of the regular season before a final series, they've got the minor premiership wrapped up. So they are resting around 12 or 13 of their players. Now, it's interesting because Dylan Edwards and Isaiah Yo are in the race for the Delhi M medal. Ivan Cleary said, well, he'll buy them a beer instead. They are the hot favourite to take out the individual accolade, but their chances taken a hit after coach Ivan Cleary confirmed they and 11 other starting players will be rested for this weekend's final round clash against North Queensland. Cleary joked, I'll buy them a beer. Uh, when asked about the duo potentially losing out on the award. Now, back row at Yo was on 17 points, only two votes behind leader Ben Hunt when voting closed uh, after round 12, with Dylan Edwards sitting on 13 points. So both are enjoying career best form uh, in this season. Uh, Cleary said, I think they are both deserving of the Delhi M. It's a hard one because it's a subjective opinion and you can only pick three guys on the field. All I know is those guys are an 8 out of 10 every week. Yoey has been playing at a high level every week for a long time now. Both have had great seasons and are valuable for us. Now, the mass changes mean Penrith fans will get a glimpse of the club's rich talent pipeline with three debutants named on Tuesday, including prop Liam Henry, outside back Tom Jenkins, and 5'8", Jake Cole. Utility forward Mitch Kenny has been handed the captain's armband. So Cleary said Mitch Kenny will be captain. It's a great honour for him. He's been really good for us this year. Played a couple of different roles. He's a good team man. The guys like playing with him, and the guys like having him around. His football is on the up. After sealing the minor premiership, Cleary believes the reigning title holders have earned the right to take advantage of an 11-day preparation for week one of the finals, which is likely to be a Friday night showdown against Melbourne or Parramatta. Now, I have no issue with the fact they have 100% earned the right to rest the players, as has every team. Uh, And not that many players are being rested. There are rumours going around about Latrell Mitchell that uh, he's out of Sydney at the moment, but it sounds like he will be playing for South Sydney on Friday night against the Sydney Roosters. But on the back of this, and we've seen it for many, many years, so it's not just the Penrith Panthers. As I say, no issue with Penrith doing it. But are you more a convert now to maybe adopting the AFL policy? 0457 736 736 or one 300 where there is a week off between the last round of the season and the finals. one 300 It would probably, and I saw Ivan Cleary asked about this on the news last night, and, it, and he said that he would, he would like it because it would take that issue away where he wouldn't have to be resting players this weekend. And you think about who they're playing this weekend as well in the North Queensland Cowboys who are battling for that second position. Now, more than likely, the Sharks will get that second position. But they're the top two or three teams in the competition playing each other in the last round of the regular season. The Cowboys, I'm sure, will be happy that Penrith are resting all these stars. Um, your thoughts? Would you like a week off between the end of the regular NRL season into 
the start of the finals like the AFL does. I haven't been for it, but the more I think about it, the more I'm starting to understand why the AFL do it. I do think, though, on the flip side, the momentum does shift. Um, and it does stop because you want to get the finals. And I think Maddie said this last week when we had a chat with him. You want to get the finals up and going. You've got the momentum of the season. You've got all the hype, especially this week with the new opening of Arlington Stadium. But would you be supportive of it? Would you prefer that than seeing your club or any club rest basically their whole team for the last round of the season? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And breaking news overnight, and we'll talk more about this to Chris Perkins. Going to have a chat with him about the US Open. But Cameron Smith, if you haven't caught up with it, the golfer Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman have been announced as the newest live golf defectors. It had previously been reported the offer to Lewis Smith was around $143 million. Now, major news, of course, in golf, uh, number two at the moment, Cameron Smith, and he will be the highest-ranked player to defect from the long-standing and powerful PGA Tour decide uh, with the Saudi-backed Rebel League, which is headed up by Australian icon Greg Norman. News of Smith's defection first leak as, he, as we won the British Open, as we know, last month, although he had declined to confirm or deny the rumours. He held off in order to compete in the Tour Championship. So Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman going to Live Golf. The next Live Golf event this week is in Boston where Smith and Leishman could make their debuts in the new league. So how do you view this? I know uh, people have different thoughts. Some people don't mind it. Some people don't like it. If you change your tune on Cameron Smith, will you still support Cameron Smith? Now he's joined the Saudi-backed rebel Live Golf. 0457-736-736. I get the feeling this one is going to divide the public a bit. one 1170 Are you still going to support Cam Smith, even though he has now decided to join Live Golf? one 300 Or do you blame him taking that money? one 300 I don't really. Money. Uh, a lot of money there. one 300 And should we have a weekend off like the AFL does before the NRL to save a lot of these teams resting players before the NRL finals. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Break. We'll have a chat with Matty Cox next. It's 10 past five. Yeah, good to have your company. Going to chat with Matty Cox in a second. Southampton Chelsea won all after 29 minutes in the EPL. The rest of the game is nil all. We'll do a more comprehensive update after we speak to Matty. And should we copy the AFL finals policy? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And a very good morning to you, Dan. Morning, Maddie. How are you going? Very well, very well. Enjoy your nice little weekend away. I did. It was very nice. I thought the weather in Melbourne, pretty cold Thursday, Friday, especially when I went to that Storm Roosters game. But Saturday, Sunday, very nice. So 50-50, which is kind of what you expect from Melbourne, isn't it? Yes. All seasons in one day. Yes, if you don't get exactly. them in one day, you'll get them over two or three. That is for sure. And I'm glad that you've left us with the bad weather because it's uh, rained nonstop uh, since Monday pretty much. So apologies. thank you for that. It's nice yeah. 24 degrees in Sydney yesterday. Yeah. Uh, rub it in. Thank yes. you very much. I might just turn that microphone off. Yes, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to start because we've had the pre-finals by, as no doubt you would have been aware of, walking around town and realising there was no mm. one 
tracking towards the MCG or Marvel Stadium over the course of the weekend. Well, that is actually a lie that people went there for the AFLW on Saturday night. But in terms of the AFL men's season, the pre-finals by, which was brought in a few years ago to prevent teams from resting too many players in their side. Fremantle was the most notable that did it and they had about 12 changes, which was extraordinary around that mark. You are facing a similar situation heading into the final round of the home and away season from what I'm hearing in your neck of the woods. Yeah, so the Penrith Panthers, who wrapped up the minor premiership a couple of weeks ago, now are going up to Queensland to play the North Queensland Cowboys, who are currently sitting in third position heading into the final round of the season. But Penrith basically resting their whole squad, really their first string squad. Um, and Ivan Cleary, the Penrith Panthers coach, was asked yesterday, and I mentioned this at the top of my show about 15 minutes ago, about the fact that would he support the NRL doing what the AFL do and having that rest in between uh, the end of the final round and the start of the finals. And he said, well, if we did, I wouldn't be put in this situation. I know we briefly touched on it last week, Maddie. It's something that I, I find interesting because I've always thought it's a bit strange with the AFL. But when you see situations like this, and look, it doesn't matter to Penrith, and I don't have an issue with Penrith doing it. Uh, it makes sense to me why they are doing it. But uh, to be playing a team that is in the top four, potentially going for second position, depending on what is happening in other results, you still want to see uh, a top Penrith team and a top Cowboys team playing each other, So, especially a week out from the final. So I could sort of understand why some people would be maybe coming around to having that idea of doing what you guys do in the AFL and having a week off. My only thing is it does, I reckon, halt the momentum of the season. Well, not only that, I know Jared Waitley has been very strong in the last couple of days down here. And looking at the statistics since we brought in this structure back in 2016 mm. about the success of the teams that finish in the top four, so the, the qualifying finalists, and the, it's extraordinarily outweighed. I forget the exact numbers, but prior to the buy being introduced prior to the finals, mm. the success rate of the teams that would enter those qualifying finals and, and progress onwards was a much, much extraordinarily high compared to what it is now that everyone is almost on an equal playing field in this first week. Mm. The, the argument that has shifted in our neck of the woods is towards, well, are we are we rewarding every team that, that makes finals or should teams earn the right to have that breather and that week off in the, the qualifying finals if they win that, have the week off and then enter the prelim final fresh and in their best way? Mm -hmm. The other conversation that has murmured around over the last week is would the final be, would the buy be better prior to the grand final to uh, allow... Teams recovery time. We've got the concussion protocols here, which now requires players to have a minimum of 12 days where they are not able to play, mm. which has aided Tom Papley for the Sydney Swans this week after he was subbed out of the final round game with concussion. So if, if they had to play last week, he wasn't part of the Swans lineup, but because of that weekend weekend off, it's aided them. And then you've got the, the argument from others saying, well, it's actually built the anticipation and the excitement because pretty much all games, I'm led to believe, 
Friday night, I think, is on the verge of it. But apart from that, the other three finals, they've all been sellouts. Mm. So building that excitement and anticipation, there is a hunger and appetite down here for Thursday night like you would not believe. Yeah. So there's, there's two very two very big arguments to this conversation, and I don't think we're any clearer on how it's going to progress going forward. Yeah, and look, there's no talk that the NRL are going to do this. It's only been rumoured, really. I, I kind of... Look, I don't see them doing it, but... I don't think it would be the worst idea, but in saying that, yeah, I'm sort of on the fence a bit with this one because I don't really have an issue with how it is at the moment, but I could understand from a coaching and playing point of view, that week off could be very, very important for a lot of these teams, especially as in terms of the NRL, this year we have, and we don't have this every year, but this year up from about three weeks ago leading into last week, this week, we've got a lot of the top eight teams and teams that are vying for positions in that lower part of the top eight. Um, and the perfect example is tomorrow night, Eels play Storm. The winner of that gets fourth place. So these high-intensity games have started two or three weeks earlier this year. So probably this year, that week off would have been really, really beneficial. And it's why I think the top four for the Melbourne Storm and the Parramatta Eels tomorrow night is so important uh, to get one step closer to having that week off uh, after the first week of the finals if they can manage to jag a win. So, yeah, high-intensity games three or four weeks out from the finals. It's going to take a big effort from a team in the NRL this year outside of the top four, and there are teams that I believe can do it, but it's still going to take a big effort to get through six, seven, eight games winning in a row, playing at that sort of intensity like we saw in that Melbourne Storm-Sydney Roosters game on Friday night. And that comes down as well to uh, it's a it's a war of attrition, isn't it? Yep. Both of the the football codes for the, the AFL and the NRL, we we've built our game around the war of attrition, and to survive that is why you go on to win the premiership. And does does a buy prior to the finals disrupt that? Mm. Particularly from the way that you've just described how the NRL season is finishing, and it can be argued the same here in in Melbourne or in the AFL with what happened with Collingwood and Carlton in mm. the final round of the home and away season. If Collingwood didn't have the week off, how would they have pulled up? Would they have continued on this fairy tale that they're on? So there's, mm. there's that argument as well that creeps into the equation. It's, it's a, it's going to be fascinating to see what codes are doing. And I think the pressure is, I don't know, it, it seems to be strengthening now that we should be scrapping the finals by because if a team does get into a fortunate position of being able to manage players, mm. they've earned that right. That's true. But, yeah. but, and if, if you go to the argument of it being a war of attrition, well, they've done the job. They've done the task to get them set up into the best possible position for finals. Mm. Well, that is, yeah, that is very true. It'll be interesting to see uh, what Penrith do produce on, uh, I think they play Saturday night, against the North Queensland Cowboys. I know we're running out of time, Matty, but very exciting time here in Sydney. The new Allianz Stadium opening up the new Sydney Football Stadium, which, for those not familiar with Sydney, is right next door to the Sydney Cricket Ground. Sold-out game coming up on Friday night between the Sydney Roosters and South Sydney. And from all reports, it opened on Sunday night with a concert and an open day. From all reports, the stadium magnificent. So I'm heading out there on Friday night. I cannot wait. I and I cannot wait for your uh, official review yes. next uh, Wednesday morning with us because there has always been the conversation around evolving our stadiums. Marvel Stadium here is going through a mini refresh at the moment mm. and there's 
speculation about what's going to happen to the Shane Warne stand at the MCG, the old Southern stand, and whether or not that will be upgraded over the next decade and what are going to be the fundamentals to, to bring the stadium into a, the modern era. You look at what's occurred over at Optus Stadium, the Adelaide Oval, and now Allianz Stadium in, in Sydney. I'm very keen to, to hear what it's, what it's like. Well, from, sorry, well, from all reports, um, I think Vossi was saying it on the breakfast show yesterday here on STN 1170 AM, that um, a bit like some of the other stadiums like Suddencorp, uh, Combank here in Sydney's inner west, you can actually go and buy a drink and still watch the game or get food and still watch the game, which I think is very, very important. Um, and it was interesting really quickly, Matty, to note that between 5 and 7 p.m., the game doesn't kick off the NRL game. We do have NRLW, but the NRL game doesn't kick off until about 8 o'clock. But for the first game, between 5 and 7 p.m., half price drinks. So they're obviously trying to get a crowd in early, A, obviously for the NRLW, but B, just to try and get people to get to the new stadium, even though it's sold out, but get there early and enjoy and soak up all the atmosphere because I think it's going to be a pretty special night. Yeah, I think it will be too. Just hope that there's no little issues with the uh, the kegs of beer that are sitting uh, yes. at the back. Make sure that all the lines are plumbed correctly because you don't want to puddle, that is for sure. Enjoy the uh, final round of the home and away season for you, Dan. We're going to enjoy a, mm. a blockbuster first week of finals that kicks off with Brisbane and Richmond tomorrow night. Thanks, mate. Swans in action Friday. We'll speak next week. And a very good chance against the D's as well. Good on you, Dan. Thanks, mate. Yeah, Matty Cox in Melbourne. Yeah, and the Swans, we will talk about that on Friday. They will play the Melbourne Demons on Friday night uh, in that final. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Going to have a chat with Chris Perkins shortly, mainly on the US Open, but we'll also touch on this news about Cameron Smith uh, confirming uh, Live Golf have confirmed they will be he will be joining with along with Mark Leishman the Live Golf Rebel League. So we'll talk to Chris Perkins about that shortly. Uh, if you want to get involved in that discussion we had with Maddie, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170 on this situation where Penrith are resting basically their whole team. They've earned that right, no d- doubt about that, and no issue with that. But would you support doing what the AFL does and having the buy before? The finals series starts. And I noticed Matty just then talking about a potential buy, moving that buy instead of then to before the grand final. I don't know if I would do that. Two weeks of build up for the grand final would be very long, I think, for the teams. This one from James uh, says the Melbourne Demons won the grand final last year uh, with playing three games in six weeks. As last year for COVID, there was an additional buy before the week of the grand final. Melbourne looked completely fresh the entire final series. Had a hard hit out internal game the week before the grand final. Wasn't great for fans, but seemed to work well for the finals. Yeah, well, um, look, I'm sure the players wouldn't complain about it. I, I, I would just think maybe the momentum is good, but so is a rest. So... It's a really, really interesting one. 0457, your thoughts? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. ARL Commission Chairman Peter Volandis has launched a blistering attack on rugby union's planned poaching raid on the NRL, warning Rooster star Joseph Sueli'i against affecting to a boring, slow and hard-to-watch game. Volandis even suggested he could take his mobile phone onto the field and do some social media posting while waiting to be past the football playing rugby union. 
Uh, his comments come after the article yesterday revealed Rugby Australia's interest in seven rugby league stars, including Suwili, ahead of the 2025 British and Irish Lions Tour and the 2027 World Cup in Australia. Rugby Australia have been told Suwili could cost them $10 million over five years to switch codes. But Volandis did hit back yesterday saying, I don't think he would go to rugby because he would be bored. At the moment in rugby union, the ball is in play for 33 minutes a game, where in rugby league, it's in play for 55 minutes. Joseph better have something to do for those 22 minutes a game. Maybe he should take his mobile phone out there to see what's going on. Maybe he could do some social media posting. I'm confident Joseph won't go anywhere because he wants to play an exciting, fast and vibrant game, not a slow and hard-to-watch game where they only play 33 minutes. Joseph, Joseph will be too fit for that. They will get a short-term sugar hit, but long-term, what's it going to achieve? Nothing. Offering that kind of money, there is no long-term benefit. We will concentrate on participation and bringing hundreds of Suwili's through rather than taking that sugar hit. I think they have to fix their game up first. And to be fair to Rugby Australia, the game is governed by the World Rugby Body in Ireland. And Mark Carroll, one of our... Members here on SDN said, why would Suwili'i want to cross to the dark side? I thought the referees in rugby league were bad. Uh, Suwili'i, if he were to go to rugby union, would want to play fullback in rugby union. And that's an interesting one as well, because he's not going to get a chance, all things being well, for James Tedesco to probably play fullback for the Roosters for a few years. I have heard that, and I've spoken to a lot of people about this, I would love to see, and I know it's, Maybe probably not going to happen this year, but I would love to see him getting a crack in that centre position for the Roosters maybe next year. I reckon he would kill it. He's been great on the wing, but I think he would be fantastic in that centre position. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Now, don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com. Win.com.au. 0457736736 or 1300011170. Would you support taking or copying the AFL's buy round before the finals after Penrith have decided to rest basically their whole team? Cam Smith, have your thoughts changed on him? And we'll talk about him more in a second with Chris Perkins after the next break. After news broke overnight, he'll be joining the Live Golf League. And Joseph Sawali. Uh, would you love to see him playing in that centre position for the Roosters? And do you see him going to Rugby Union at any time? Back with more of your texts, calls and Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It is 29 to 6. At 25 to 6, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 to the US in just a second. Update on the US Open and we'll have a quick chat about Cameron Smith as well. Just around the grounds in the English Premier League. Four games this morning and then a host more tomorrow morning as well. 47 minutes gone between Crystal Palace and Brentford. Nil all there. Fulham and Brighton, 49 minutes gone. Nil all in that game. Half time between Southampton and Chelsea. And Southampton leading two goals to one 
over Chelsea. Bit of an interesting scoreline. And this one, interesting as well. 35 minutes gone. Leeds United at home trailing to Everton. Everton leading one goal to nil after 35 minutes there. So we'll keep you up to date on the Premier League through this show and breakfast after 6 a.m. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Our Makita Power Play this morning, just quickly before we go to the US. And don't forget, this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. We're asking, would we? Would you support the NRL adopting the AFL policy of having a buy before the weekend of the finals? Yeovil Treeman has sent a text in saying, Hi, Dan. The AFL experience of the pre-finals buy seems to have divided opinion, which would be the case if the NRL adopts it. Whilst it solves the problem of resting players in the final round, personally, I think if a team can take advantage of that because of their position on the table, that's fine and the choice of the team. Otherwise, the top four can earn a break by winning the first playoff game. However, as raised before, I don't think the NRL can do it once the Dolphins enter because there it might mean a team only playing two games in five weeks. Yes, and I think you mentioned that as well last week, Yeovil Treeman, and that is a fair point as well. Obviously, we don't know who's going to be in the finals next year, so you can try and maybe give the bye to the final round to a team that we don't think is going to make the finals, but you just don't know what's going to happen in a rugby league season. Thank you, Yeovil Treeman. What's your thoughts on that? Bye before the finals, 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. All right, let's cross to America now. We'll do it for Kennards Hire. Head into Kennards Hire for their two for one offer. Chris Perkins on the line. Morning to you, Chris. Now, just before we get to the U.S. Open news overnight here. That golfers Cam Smith and Mark Leishman have been announced as the newest live golf defectors. It had been reported, and I mentioned this earlier, Chris, uh, previously uh, the offer to Smith was around $143 million. It's, it is hard to say no to that kind of money. Morning, Chris. Uh, I'm totally with you on that. You <laughs> offer me $143 million. I'm willing to do a lot of things for that kind of money. Not all of them legal, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's uh, it is. I a, get the point. It is. It is a lot of money. It will be interesting, though. And I mentioned it at the top of the show how uh, the Australian public, as they wake up to this news, see it. I know a few people are divided upon it. What are your thoughts on it? From obviously an American point of view, but you're a, a big golf fan. Yeah, and a fan of Cam Smith. You know, I saw him at the Open Championship, and that's that's about how long this this rumor's been mm. festering. Is I mean, this really popped up about six weeks ago, six seven weeks ago, right into the run up to the Open, and you know, he certainly never denied it. He never said yes. He never said no. Never really answered the question. Um, I think the only thing that surprises me about this is the timing of it. Mm. Um, he's scheduled to play this weekend in Boston. Mm in a live golf event. Now there's no PGA tour event going on because they just wrapped up their season. Tour championship was last week. Uh, I'm a little surprised he's going now because he was going to be on the international team for the president's cup coming up at the end of September in North Carolina. So I, I would have half expected him to maybe push that decision off a little bit further, stay eligible for a PGA sponsored event like the president's cup and be able to play in that. Now, since he's going to live golf, now the the fake lawyer in me uh, wants to look for a loophole here for him 
there's no there's no conflicting event going on in the PGA Tour this weekend. So does he get suspended for showing up to play at, at a live golf event, e- even though there's no PGA event going on? What winds up happening? Because all these other guys who got suspended uh, was because they played in a live golf event opposite a PGA event. So mm. who knows? But like I said, the, the timing is what surprises me. I'm not at all surprised that, that Cam Smith and the other five who went uh, in this wave uh, made the decision because, again, they're being offered a boatload of money uh, and boatload of guaranteed money to go in some cases uh, to play for live golf. Yeah, it's very hard to say no to money like that, but would be interested in listeners' thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. But, yeah, around $143 million was the rumour. We don't know how true that was, but... That's, uh, that's, that's a lot of money, uh, Chris. Now, we actually got you on, and we're yeah. going to get you on most days to talk uh, the U.S. Open, the tennis underway. And I tell you what, Serena Williams yesterday, uh, pretty convincing, through in straight sets, 6-3, 6-3. But I only saw highlights of this match, but wasn't center court pumping yesterday for that match? Oh, my goodness. I, wa- I watched that match, and U.S. Open crowds are rowdy by – by any normal standard, certainly rowdier than, than your average crowd at center court at Wimbledon. Mm. Uh, this crowd last night at Arthur Ashe Stadium, they were off the chain. Mm. I, they were rowdy by U.S. Open standards. Now, they were very polite to to her opponent, to Serena's opponent, when she won a point, you know, got the tennis clap. Uh, but when Serena won a point, uh, yeah, they tried to blow the roof off, which is really impressive because the roof was open last night. And 23000 in that building. Tickets, by the way, on the secondary market. I saw this in the story I read this morning. Tickets on the secondary market for the Monday night session, average of $987 just to get into the, into the building last night at Arthur Ashe. Uh, it seats almost. It seats almost twenty-four thousand. It sounded close to forty-five, fifty thousand in that building at times. The 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 celebrities who came out. I, I you had so many. You had Martina Navratilova. You had Mike Tyson there. Former President Bill Clinton sitting next to, of all people, Dr. Ruth. Please insert your own joke there. Uh, but yeah, the celebrities were out in full force to watch what might have been Serena's final match. Turns out, nope. She goes on to the second round. She didn't look great, especially early. I think the nerves were really hitting her early. First service game she had, back-to-back double faults, faced two break points, wound up surviving, got, got her first service game, broke the second game, kind of slipped back a little bit, and then reasserted control. And as we got into the second set, she started looking more comfortable. And for moments in the match, Looked like the Serena of old. The power, the speed, the, the everything that Serena brought in her prime. She did bring that out just a smidge last night. But she does go on in straight sets. Now has a second-round match tomorrow night. I have no doubt it will once again be at Arthur Ashe Stadium in front of 24,000-plus people. Yeah, it was just sensational. And it's great that she won a game 
uh, won a match as well. I think some people were doubting whether mm-hmm. she could do it, but that was fantastic. Now, from an Australian point of view, and you said yesterday this next round you just, you, was your tip, is your tip for the US Open in the men's side of the draw. Nick Kyrgios, he said it was one of the hardest matches he ever had to play, playing his good mate Tanasi Kokonakis, but in the end got up in three sets at just over two hours. Pretty convincing, really, for Nick. Yeah, a solid win for Nick, and yeah, I'm, I'm with Nick. It's got to be tough to go out on the court, your doubles partner, a uh, player you had success with, your boy basically, go out and play against him in a you know at, at any point in a, in a major, but certainly first round because you know whoever wins that match, you're costing your buddy some money. Mm. Yes, if anything, I mean you know the first first you lose in the first round, you're not making all that much money. At least you make a quarterfinal and play each other. Hey, you're 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 rolling in cash at that point. So, uh, but yeah, Nick looked looked pretty good. Saw saw he had maybe a, a couple of little meltdown moments mm. last night, but uh, nothing to worry about. On to the second round, and I, I I liked Nick's game and you know what he did at Wimbledon impressed me. And I think he can do it again these two weeks here in New York. Yeah, he was very, very good in uh, Wimbledon. Good yesterday as well. And he'll play around 3.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, Sydney time. So he'll probably be in action uh, when we are on air tomorrow. And a couple of seeds, uh, top seeds, knocked out overnight. And I did notice as well, just quickly, uh, Chris, as well, a Sitsipas lost as well. That was a bit of a shock result. Yeah, it was like Sitsipas got stuck in traffic heading out to Flushing last night. Uh, you know, I know New York traffic's bad, but that's a little ridiculous uh, to be so late to your own match. Down, lose the first eleven games of the match. Down six love, five love before he finally won a game. Did rally to win the third set, and I was hoping against hope that he would come back all the way and win the match. Just because I wanted to hear something, I don't think I've ever heard a chair umpire announced before when, when you know when they announce after match point the scores starting the starting the score read love six one six <laughs> don't would, see that too no. often certainly not for a four seed in a first round of, of a major no not at all and a real shock result you would have expected him to go deep into uh, the tournament and a couple mm-hmm. of other just very quickly a couple of other seeds gone over the last six or so hours yeah a couple of uh, a couple of seeds in the uh uh, yeah, a couple of women's seeds uh, went down. 16 seed, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, Yelena Ostapenko out mm. in three sets, 6-3, uh, 3-6, uh, And this one just finished, if I can pull it up here. Uh, Elena, uh, Elena Rybakina, I hope I'm pronouncing well this name right, 25 seed, uh, went down to uh, Clara Burrell, 6-4, 6-4. Well, a couple of seeds falling by the wayside, but yeah, none bigger, I'd say, than Sitsipas at the moment, and plenty of action mm-hmm. coming up throughout the morning, uh, Australian time as well. Uh, Rafael Nadal in action, actually, against uh, an Australian. That's going to be at about 9 a.m. Emma Raducanu in action as well around 9 a.m. Danielle Collins as well, and Alex Dimonor back in action around 1 a.m. tomorrow morning. Thank you, Chris. We'll chat again tomorrow and see what unfolds in the next 24 hours at the U.S. Open. My pleasure. It's been fun so far. Night one was pretty good. Yeah, looking forward to having a chat again tomorrow. Chris Perkins, our American correspondent, and joining us most mornings uh, with the U.S. Open wrap. Lots to get through.
And, of course, next week will be very, very interesting. And we do that for Kennards Hire. Don't forget, Kennards Hire, two easy weekend, two days hire for the price of one. Visit at Branch today. Uh, it is 13 minutes to 6 o'clock, 0457 736 736 or 1300 Just before a break, former Canterbury captain James Graham believes Josh Reynolds' impact on the Bulldogs could mirror the influence of what Benji Marshall did for the South Sydney Rabbitohs last year. Now, Marshall's experience and utility factor helped propel the Rabbitohs to last year's grand final, as we know. Reynolds is on the verge of signing a $1,000 train and trial contract with Canterbury after incoming coach Cameron Serraldo ticked off on the 33-year-old's return to Belmore. In what is the rookie's uh, first Bulldogs coach's first signing, Reynolds uh, has been offered a three-month train and trial contract. The 12-week deal to train with the Bulldogs from November 1 is underwritten with no guarantees for Reynolds other than to prove he is worth including within the club's 30-man squad on a full-time contract for the 2023 season. The figure will mean that Reynolds is the lowest paid player in the Bulldogs NRL squad and valued, valued at even less than that of several untried teenagers currently contracted to the club. Serraldo, though, views the former New South Wales State of Origin 5-8 as a potential bench utility who will bring energy and Bulldogs DNA to the 2023 preseason. James Graham declared the offer for Reynolds as a no-brainer. The fact that he has to earn the trust of the coach and everyone at the club speaks volumes. It's easy to be romantic and think this guy loves the club and remember him for what he used to be, but this is a smart move from the club. I think it will be it will get the best out of Josh Reynolds. It will show just how determined he is. Bulldogs fans, Josh Reynolds back at the club. I think if he can prove himself over the offseason, he'll be a handy signing for next year. Does bring a lot of that passion to that Bulldogs jersey and would be a handy utility player. Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Back with more of your texts in just a second. It is 10 and a half to 6. Yeah, good to have your company breakfast not too far away through SEN 1170 AM with Vossi and James Magnuson for your Wednesday morning coming up on the show with them. David Riccio will join them, Jared Waitley and Brett Phillips as well. And through SENQ 693am and SEN 1620am on the Gold Coast. It will be Pat and Heels and it's Goat Wednesday. So Luke Hodge and Cam Smith joining them throughout the show. That's through SENQ 693am and SEN 1620am on the Gold Coast. Let's go around the grounds in the EPL. Four matches on this morning. 50 minutes gone between Southampton and Chelsea and Southampton are leading Chelsea 2-1. She's a bit of a shock scoreline. They are playing at home, Southampton, but one would have expected going into this match, Southampton, to win that game. So that'll be interesting to see if that stays the same. Uh, Crystal Palace lead Brentford after 66 minutes by one at goal to nil. Fulham after 68 minutes, a 2-1 up over Brighton. And half-time, Everton won, leading Leeds United nil. We'll have a complete wrap of the EPL with John Gallo tomorrow. A couple of texts to finish things off. This one from the Greenkeeping Rooster in response to Peter Volandis. He says, morning, Dan. I think it's time that PVL start addressing the main problems in rugby league. And there are a few instead of having a go at some of the other sports. That from the Greenkeeping Rooster after Volandis. 
you had a pretty big go at Rugby Union. And the Chook Man will finish it off this morning. Says, hi, Dan. I think the minor premier should only have to win one finals game after a week rest and then into the big dance. Maybe a top seven finals. Thank you, Chook Man. Thank you for all your texts this morning. Tomorrow on the show, John Gallo with the EPL and our road to the World Cup continues. Chris Perkins with a US Open wrap and much more. Breakfast coming up after the news. I'll see you tomorrow, 5am. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.